Today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Julia Hampton and Julia E. Hampton CPA PC. Julia has been your trusted source. Jason, your trusted source for local tax preparation, payroll, and business services for more than 20 years. That is amazing. But then again, I think about it like I was like having been in business that long and, and being that, you know, kind of grown into a, your own thing for that period of time is really amazing. And then I think back and I'm like, oh, wait, I've been here a long time, too. So I guess it does. Time does pass. But Julia is great. And you know what she will give you for 2019, Nick Parker? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I know you're going to be surprised to hear it. She's going to give you a tax strategy. Yes. Because you need one, especially if you make money. Maybe if you're self-employed, if you've got a business, if you have any kind of complexities at all. And even really, even if you have some basic taxes, having a strategy to how to deal with your tax returns, where to withhold, how to withhold, what have you. Create that strategy. Call Julia, 816-554-0394. Tell her Jason Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I'm joined by a man who wants to be the first in line to apply for the new position, state demographer. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. Only if I can have a title that says Demography Czar. I, honestly, I don't think you should apply because it requires the ability to do math, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's not your strongest suit. I, I have no idea what makes you say that. Two plus two equals eh, five-ish. Round down, whatever. Yeah, you know, <sighs> maybe I shouldn't be, but seriously, demography czar. How cool demography czar? If you could, but they—that's maybe the big thing they screwed up in that amendment. Though it passed anyway, they should have called it Missouri demography czar. That'd be awesome. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And our unofficial response to today is you. The listener, because right now I know what you're doing. You are on WebMD looking up symptoms to see if you can crawl under what we will now call a qualifying medical condition. <laughs> that is the world's most opaque weed joke right there. I just want that noted. <laughs> Let the record show that you have been trying for those opaque jokes for about six weeks now. I know. And they will, well, they'll probably stop now because the election's over. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to get to the election talk, and we've got a nice, a good interview um, on entrepreneurship coming up at the end of the episode, um, but we've got a little bit of announcement, and then we've got kind of what's going on in the community, and then we'll get to that other stuff. Well, hopefully, everyone goes to linktolisummit.com to read all, read all the news and conversations that we, we push out about our community. It is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. It is, and I appreciate you, Jason. You're going to get a bump in pay this week. All righty. We're making a few changes uh, as, as, as we've grown a little bit. I, I've decided that I might have made things a, few confuse, a bit confusing for people and had two separate podcasts that have different names and different brands. And it, it made sense when we started it, but, but I've realized that while there's a, about six or seven listens a week for each one, some, a little bit of some listen to one and not the other. So we're moving everything together under one town hall brand for the podcasts. And we will be posting those now twice, even. Wait a minute. There's going to be a third posting every week coming soon. So on Wednesdays, Jason and I will continue to bless everyone's ears with the sweet sounds of our voice 
talking about local government and issues. And then on Fridays, what was Community Conversations, which is just interviews with, with some of the awesome people around town. We'll keep coming and posting on Fridays. And stay tuned. We're going to have a new show coming Mondays. As long as our episode on the Wednesdays remains the nerdiest government podcast in the summit, I think we're going to be fine. Really, our goal is not going to stop at nerdiest in Lee Summit. You know, I think nerdiest of all time might be the goal. Well, we'll work that way. All right. So this weekend, it's the holiday season. So now we're getting into that. Um, you're still not allowed under Jason's rules to put up your Christmas stuff uh, for another couple of weeks. Nick I and I have the rules. Nick and I have a fight about this all the time. We argue about this. But anyway, and I'm right and he's wrong. But it's America. He can do what he wants. Uh, but it is that season where we have a lot of your year-end parties, fundraisers for nonprofits, all that kind of stuff is starting to gear up. There's a bunch of that kind of stuff happening this weekend in our very fine city. And so we're going to kind of just go through some of the things that are happening. And uh, so you know if you have an interest in joining in or supporting any of these groups or organizations or businesses, you have a chance to do so. And we will, we will talk about these as we hear them. And let's start. Jason? Friday night, Pro Deo fundraiser. It's called Game On. This is awesome. I'm out of town, so I can't go, but I want you to go in my stead. Go play video games. Video games from our youth. Oh, by the way, you also get to raise money for a great youth organization, Pro Deo. That's 7 to 10 Friday night at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. Yeah, it should be fun. Video games are great, and, you know, we can play those and go, now, these are some real video games because, you know, back in my day, we didn't have 77 buttons and levers and switches on our controllers. We just had, like, two. Now, no word yet on if part of the fundraiser is you get to buy chips that let you actually tell kids to get off your lawn. That's true. Well, I'm, honestly, who needs permission? I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, uh, as you probably are aware, Veterans Day rapidly approaches. Uh, that is the 11th, and but on Saturday is our annual VFW post-sponsored Saint or Veterans Day Parade. It's going to be in downtown. Going to come up Douglas and turn on to Third Street. Uh, will be that is at noon, and then it'll be followed by a ham and bean dinner at the VFW post there on Southwest Douglas. And Saturday night, Jason is one I know you in particular are a little bit excited about. Downtown business grains and taps is having a launch party for their new brewery. That's five o'clock grains and taps downtown Lee summit. Yeah, it is an excellent one. I supported the Kickstarter to, uh, to help put this out there. Uh, and, and got a, got my, my swag personally delivered by the owner of the business. Where else can you say that happens? Um, and so I'm excited for this one and I'm going to make a big effort to get by there. Also going on Lee summit cares has their Holly Festival at Bernard Campbell Middle School on Saturday, as well as the, and we had these on these folks on a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Developing Potential folks have their gala as at 6 p.m. and is there at Unity Village. On Sunday night, and this one's not really a fundraiser that I know of. Well, somebody's going to try to make some money. Somebody's <laughs> making some money off of it. But look, as I was flipping through calendars, I saw this, and, and, and my question is, why have I not seen this before? There's a murder mystery dinner at Tiffin Jay's over off Woods Chapel. Five o'clock, murder mystery, dress up, tuxes, formal wear. Go solve the mystery at Tiffin Jay's. That should be a lot of fun. I know. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Sundays are a wreck for me, so we're we're just not going to get there. Uh, Next week, as you will hear in our interview coming up with Chuck Cooper, is Global Entrepreneurship Week. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of events happening here in Lee Summit as well as across the metro. 
and Chuck will detail a lot of those, but I wanted to draw your attention to that. So if that's a thing you're interested in, you'll have a chance to listen up. And that lets me know, Jason, that I messed up earlier when I was talking about some of the changes with Link to Lee Summit. The big thing that we're going to do that you and I are going to do is now we're going to take kind of a month at a time and, and pick some issues, pick some things that we need to talk about and dig into around our community. And to give ourselves a, a softball as we start this in November, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurs, entrepreneurism all month long in November. Um, Last Friday on the 1st, we posted an interview with a local entrepreneur, Seth Kukuski, who runs Junk Luggers of Kansas City. That's available right now on the podcast. And then you and I are starting our first conversation on this with, as you mentioned, Chuck Cooper, Cooper, who is a uh, past president or board chair of Velocity Summit. All right. So now we're going to get to it. We did all of those. uh, We talked a lot about the various and sundry ballot initiatives and and charter amendments and all the things that were coming up on the ballot. And last night, as we are recording this on Tuesday, there was apparently an election. Who knew? It was barely covered in the news. Uh, There was no media coverage. I did not see any pictures on Facebooks. There was no commentary about people being happy or sad with the results. Nothing happened. But we are here to help you, the local Lee Summit listener, understand what happened, at least from the results standpoint, about some of the races and issues that were popped up um, there. So we'll start with the constitutional amendments. Actually, Jason, that's not where I want to start. What, do we have to have a fight now? No. All right, I'm going to let you do it. A little celebration. A little celebration. Oh, yes. You and I talk all the time about process and engagement and people getting involved. And for the last several elections, we have bemoaned voter turnout or lack thereof. In Jackson County yesterday, the Jackson County Election Board is reporting 67% voter turnout, which is, by the way, way up from the 2014 midterms. Yeah, so that is very cool stuff. I'm very happy to see that. And at least then we know that, I mean, at least for the Jackson County portion of it, we can't speak necessarily for the rest of Missouri or, the, uh, or Kansas City itself. Uh, but turnout out here was very high. Y'all are engaged. Um, I did a quick dip into some of the precinct level stuff, and it looked like those numbers held pretty solidly um, in, in, in Lee Summit proper in our precincts here, somewhere between 60 and 75%, depending on the precinct. And I would like permission, can, can, can you and I take some, some of that credit for, for convincing people to be involved? I'm going to go ahead and say that we can take all of the credit for that <laughs> as it goes forward. So you guys are welcome. We, we've here to engage. All right. So there were a whole bunch of propositions and other things on the ballot. And we're going to kind of run through pretty quickly, just covering on the result. And maybe if there's an impact or something that might be interesting, come out of it. Uh, beyond that, we're not going to spend a ton of time uh, slicing and dicing these things and making up narratives to, to go forward. So because we are better than cable news. So Amendment 1, which was the quote unquote clean Missouri. So it had a series of uh, reforms for the uh, redistricting process, uh, campaign finance, and a bunch creation of other things. of the demographies are. Creation of the Missouri demographies are. Uh, it passed pretty handily uh, last night. So the big thing there, I think, and it ties into the state auditor's race, is that in 2021, after the census results are gathered and put together, uh, the current, now current state auditor who won re-election last night, Nicole Galloway, will get to appoint a state auditor uh, are as the demographies are, 
and they will begin the process of doing the uh, redistricting process. So that's really, I think, the big impact on that, at least that we'll see in a couple of years. Right. And then here's the one that, Jason, you have been making jokes and smiling about because, well, we always go for the easy humor. Mm-hmm. That's because we're not smart enough to go for the good stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Amendment 2, which was one of three concerning uh, medical marijuana use. Amendment 2 passed. Yep. And, and that's the one um, that had the 4% tax rate. Uh, a little bit more restrictions on local control and a couple of other things. We'll, and we'll see how all that passes out. Amendment 3 and Proposition C, which were the other two, both failed at the ballot box. So there won't be any lawsuits or long, winding legal stuff to figure out which one or which parts of which thing will be will done. So, well, the lawyers of the state are a little sad this morning. I think we'll be okay going forward. And everyone else is happy. So I think that's really how it should be. Lawyers sad, people happy. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you're correct. So And then, Jason, B-I-N-G-O, bingo. Was it bingo. Uh, you know what? And oddly enough, this one, of all the ones that passed, this one passed most closely to not passing. And I have no idea why. I mean, there's not like there was a lot of talk about it anywhere. Um, I honestly, I think the couple of minutes we put on it was probably about as much coverage as they got anywhere in the state and it passed, but just a little tiny bit over 50%. So who knows? Moving on to proposition B, Jason, this one passed with 62% or a little bit more of the, of the voters. Yays. This one will raise the minimum wage over the course of the next several years through 2023. We are now currently at 785 an hour this will bump us up and then it also included jason a a provision where it will continue to raise via the cost of living increases right so that's going to have a pretty significant impact some of the estimates i read were on something on the order of five to six hundred thousand different missourians are are currently making less than that 12 an hour so this is going to have a pretty significant impact we'll see what the long-term knock-on effects are but uh, missourians have been pretty consistent in supporting an increase in the minimum wage they've done it before and here they have done it again moving on to proposition d um, that was the proposed tax gas tax. Um, it failed. Uh, it failed, I believe, it was 54% to 46, roughly. Uh, and uh, this one kind of surprised me a little bit. I don't think it's a big secret that Missouri's roads and bridges are struggling um, in terms of maintenance, upkeep, and improvement. But, uh, and I guess maybe just raising taxes is a hard sell in Missouri. Yeah, I think that, and I think it's tough to it's it, it's tough to tell the story of how bad roads are. I think when we drive on them, they work, right? And the bridges haven't collapsed yet, so I suppose maybe when those things happen, people will see what it is, and and well, I guess we'll go where it is. But I'm a little surprised. But then again, the voters surprise me all the time. So let's go ahead. I'm going to jump all the way down on our list here, Nick. I'm going to go to the, uh, the Jackson County charter questions. Um, since those are the last ballot issues and then we can kind of just run through the partisan stuff as we that go. raise I gave you earlier. I'm taking it back now because you're not following the order of my script. I apologize so deeply. You can file a complaint with HR. Okay. Uh, so there were seven questions on the County charter. Um, six of them passed only question number six didn't, uh, which was the one related to the County municipal judge. Um, why that one didn't pass and the others did shrug emoji, I guess is the best way I'm going to come up with that. I think the, I think the interesting thing to note about this one, Jason, though, is that we're likely to see this again in another year. 
Um, Jackson County Executive Frank White, who was reelected, um, has said all along that no matter what happened in this vote, he wants to start a charter review commission process, which is appointing citizens to lead that. And so likely we're going to see this all come back. I don't know how what past is going to affect that, but I, you know, that's a conversation to watch. That is true. So, we, and we will follow that at least loosely as it goes along, and and make sure that if as there are opportunities to give input, uh, that we bring those up because those are things that should matter to you. All right, moving on to our partisan race, I'm going to blast through most of these. Uh, I think there's really only one that's kind of surprising um, in the overall scheme of things, and we'll we'll touch on that very very briefly as well. Uh, Emmanuel Cleaver was reelected again and defeated Jacob Turk again. Um, as is apparently our biannual tradition uh, in District 5, J uh, Emmanuel Cleaver beating Jacob Turk in the election. <laughs> Current state senator uh, Searpoy has defeated Hillary Shields. Uh, that one came in a little closer than the special election did last year. Uh, John Patterson will uh, follow in as the uh, Republican defeating Rihanna Park Shaw in their district, which covers some of the north part of Lee Summit. Um, take, take these away. <laughs> Rebecca Raber defeated the Democratic challenger, uh, Jim Ripley. Here's, Jason, here is the one that I think you alluded to earlier. This is the one that may have surprised some people. Carrie Ingle, a narrow defeat over Tom Lovell. Ingle is a bit of a, of a newcomer, kind of an unknown in the political world. Tom has been a community figure in Lee Summit for the last 40 years. And he has the R beside his name. I think that's a little bit of a surprise to some people. Actually, to me, it's a big surprise on two fronts. I mean, I, local races are often determined by uh, partisan, um, strong partisan leanings uh, one way or another, and, and also by name recognition. Um, it's very difficult, especially in the general election, to get any oxygen over the presidential, senatorial, congressional races that are going on um, at a, for a state House of Representatives race. And this one... I don't, I mean, to me, given the historical partisan alignment of Lee Summit and the fact that uh, Tom had such a huge advantage in name recognition, this one really surprised me um, at, that that happened at all. So just one that's out there, surprise, we'll see if it holds, we'll see how things go in you know, a couple of years and, and where uh, Carrie Engel uh, governs from her position there at, a, at, at best, a very, very balanced district. And to wrap up these partisan elections, I just will just say that as we as we said before, Frank White won re-election as Jackson County Executive, and Daryl Forte, who has been serving as interim Jackson County Sheriff, won that election. Absolutely. All right. So that takes us through all those elections. Uh, whatever your opinions on it, the quality of the result is most likely wrong, and you should align yourself with what I think, even though I'm not telling you that on the air. Um, I just want to share that with out there, and with that. Um, we are going to move on to our interview with Chuck Cooper, but I wanted to say thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, do continue to get to linktoleesummit.com. Share us on the social medias, the Twitters, the Facebook. Come find us, like us, share us, and we look forward and we'd like you to enjoy this interview with Chuck Cooper.
We are here with Chuck Cooper, the immediate past board chair of Velocity Lease Summit and a current director with that organization. Chuck, how are you today? Doing great. Awesome. Glad to hear. So I want to give Jason a prize first. Start off. He got the title right. It took <laughs> like what three iterations yeah. of asking Chuck questions to make sure we have all the words in order. <laughs> so I've done a good thing for the day. I feel like the rest of this I'm gonna slack right off. Well, so. downhill. Mail it in for the rest of this. Mail episode. it in for the rest of the episode. All right. So. Chuck, we're gonna um, we're gonna have a whole month of interviews surrounding the the topic of entrepreneur, and you are our, our starter here um, as someone who has uh, gotten themselves very intimately involved with entrepreneurship in the summit. So I'm gonna start off with a really really easy question. Define for me in general terms what an entrepreneur is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would say an entrepreneur uh, at its basic core is a risk taker. And that is a very wide and varied answer because it's, it's, it could mean uh, any number of things. I mean, I still consider myself an entrepreneur and I'm 25 years into the business and work for a large corporation. Uh, but at its core, I mean, an, an entrepreneur is, is a risk taker. And in, in all of the work we've done uh, with Velocity over the last three years, it's been uh, very rewarding, very fulfilling to see all walks of life. I mean, it, it's it's an entrepreneur is is an eclectic person in in so many different ways. It can be a a single mom at at home who is uh, looking to get back into the the workforce, but has an idea uh, that she can that she can take and run with. It is the what we may call the 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 corporate refugee. <clears throat> someone who is leaving Lee Summit each and every day to go to somewhere else, another part of the metro, uh, but has a passion to fulfill uh, and, and a, and a skill set that they could really uh, amplify and own as, as their own and, and, and run with. So, you know, the, a risk taker at its heart, I think, is what defines an entrepreneur. It's not necessarily someone who is fresh out of college, who has an idea, or someone who is in between jobs. It is, it is really the person who has the passion to innovate and to, and to really move forward with his or her idea that they feel uh, compelled to, to build upon. Well, using that kind of broad definition, and I know you were on purpose there, <laughs> pretty broad with that brushstroke, but yep. using that definition, can you give us maybe a picture of who that is in our community? What what does the entrepreneur community in Lee Summit look like? Sure, sure. Well, it's also wide and varied as much as the definition is itself, you know. Uh, we have seen, you know, the graduate students out of uh, out of UCM or MIC uh, really have some uh, some fascinating perspective and, and insight uh, as they come to uh, our events. Uh, we've seen folks from outside our community come and and visit and, and see specifically with what uh, with Velocity is doing uh, because they hear about uh, there's this. Uh, progressive uh, heartbeat that's starting to build in, in, in Lee Summit. And and so from the standpoint of, of what we're looking to do here in Lee Summit and, and how that is defined more more properly with, with your, your question with the type of person, uh, I, I, can't, I can't say that there's necessarily a common thread. It, it is, we, we've seen folks that are well into the retirement age uh, you know, be, they're re-energized and they have an idea. They want they want to 
pipe in or tap back into uh, to the to the uh, to the workforce, so to speak. And 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 as I say, it could be those folks who are middle aged, mid career. So it's it's as varied as the the students coming out of school, uh, and and high school uh, students no less, um, uh, to uh, to well across the spectrum. So makes me a little bit curious. I feel like, and, and, and you can tell me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong here, but I feel like there were two or three generations, and I'm going to speak commonalities again, mm-hmm. of kids, you grow up, you go to high school, you go your, get your business degree, and yeah. you go work for a corporation. Now, though, and I think you know, Lee Summit is one of those cities, one of those communities. Now, as communities look to build and to grow and to draw new people in, there is a lot of emphasis on building the entrepreneur community, finding those people that are going to start something new, that are going to bring something new and innovative in the community. Why is that? Why is it different now? What have we learned? Well, to your point, you're, you're, the, the the workforce has changed, and it's changed radically with with um, uh, all of the technological innovations. That think about how technology used to just be itself this moving force, but now it integrates into everything, every single. Uh, type of uh, type of job, and 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 as a as a function of that, as a consequence of that, the the pace of business is accelerating. It is in so many different ways, and 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 it's not necessarily get your degree, uh, go to college, and work for forty years, and build the four hundred one k, or get your pension. I, I was reading some uh, uh, an article a while back, and it said uh, the average. A uh, college graduate these days will change his or her career uh, more than six times. Now, in a career being broadly defined, but I mean, will basically pivot within the the trajectory of one's uh, working years, and that to me, in and of itself, that is fascinating because that says that that the, again, technology is an enabling force with a lot of this that the, the, the pockets and, and, the, and the doors of innovation that, that people are seeing and able to, to utilize and, and, to, and to tap into on an individual basis uh, because of the ease of technology is, is, is really amazing. You, you mentioned about the, the change mm-hmm. um, as someone who not that long ago shifted out of one career into a different direction. Uh, the fear bef- about doing that, the, the concern and the fear about taking that step um, is can be paralyzing to a lot of people. How um, what what gives an entrepreneur the 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 comfort or the the comfort with the risk? Mm-hmm. You talked about being a risk taker. What gives them that comfort to take that risk to go on to to take that idea and do more than just noodle on the idea? Sure. Well, I think the the, the confidence aspect is huge, and unfortunately, more times than not. Uh, that idea, that passion is is kind of stalled at the start. Um, and whether it's uh, time that goes by or, 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 or fear of change or whatever it may be, uh, oftentimes the, um, these, these folks um, uh, don't get out of the gate. And that's where we want to fill the void. We want to be part of that, uh, this, this local resource, uh, obviously within the Lee Summit community, that can help enable that can that can be a resource provider uh, you know when people come to velocity uh, and, and bridge and, and, and other places of collaboration 
you know, they're 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 coming here generally with a with a need. You know, they they have something that they that they really require some assistance with, and 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 that I think um, is if, if back to that notion of kind of enabling and being a facilitator. If 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 our assistance can help even one, hopefully two, three, dozens, hundreds, ultimately to keep those innovative minds um, engaged and so that they're not stalled at the start, that we can help to, to, uh, uh, to showcase, if you will, to, to be known uh, regionally that Lee Summit is a place of community collaboration and innovation. We have, a, we have uh, uh, community resources that are here for those risk takers, then I think, that, you know, for, for us, that's the ultimate goal. Um, is you know it's jobs growth, but but really to to serve as that facilitator. So once someone has taken that risk, gotten mm-hmm. out there um, and put forth their idea, um, not all of them obviously will succeed, but yep. hopefully more than more than we would otherwise get with support and what have you. What do entrepreneurs add to the community over and above right. jobs? Although jobs aren't right. unimportant. <laughs> right, right. Well, and 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 to the last part of your question, I mean, you know. Two thirds of all net new jobs are are started, uh, are 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 through startups and, and entrepreneurs. So new business is essential to a, a growing uh, community. And 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 our pace of, of job growth over the last fifteen years has been uh, less than the than the rate of inflation. So it, it it is important that we get on top of that rate to to grow and. In addition to you know the obvious uh, net new jobs, which is um, f- to, to quantify, by the way, is about 2.1 new jobs per company per year, uh, adds about $7,000 in local income tax or local uh, taxes uh, to uh, for the city for one. Um, but Interestingly enough, it, it to me and, and what we've seen is really a, a source of retained jobs. Uh, just have uh, some new numbers that came out of a, of a very comprehensive study on, on commuter data. And it's pretty fascinating because what it does is, is, it, is it ranks from top to bottom the net commuters that come into our community and those who go out. And just doing some rough math here of software developers and networking com- uh, computer systems administrators and, and, and analysts and such, all on the kind of techno- technology innovative-minded um, career paths. Every single day, 562 people leave Leave Summit to go share their talents. And that's net. That's not... Right, net. Correct. Right. Yeah. Net. Are th- so they reside here. They love our community. Their kids go to school here. They own homes here. They spend their, they spend their income here. But they shared their talents with other parts of the metro, and 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 great. That that's 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 all great. But what if we could retain that talent here, and build more of a hub of, of innovation in, in those in those technology minded um, career paths? Well, what what does that do for us? I mean, I think this is a, an age old debate in sure. the metro area, especially mm-hmm. ours. But what does that do for us to to keep those five hundred some things here? Well, a lot of things. I mean, for for example, I mean, here we sit at, at, at Bridge, right? And and there's a lot of energy and there's a, a lot of activity, and and I would say that you know the the more that we can 
keep the the uh, the the job classifications, the the career tracks, if you will, of innovation local, then the more we can accelerate growth. All of the other um, service-based industries and and light light industrial and everything that makes a community is is is, is fantastic. Um, but what, from the standpoint of those fast-growing, uh, what are often referred to as high-paying jobs, which by from definition sense is over $50,000 average pay, um, the more we can attract and retain those, then the more we can accelerate uh, the, the pace of growth within our community, thus accelerating the pace of, of um, uh, you know, tax-based growth and, and hopefully uh, you know, whether it's solving budgetary problems and, and other larger scale issues that I, I know are out there, or whether that just may be uh, a more community amenities, however that manifests, um, it, it's certainly helpful for for the summit. So what? Let me uh, let me follow that up with 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 this. What do organizations like Velocity? Mm-hmm co-working facilities that are that are springing up everywhere right. like like bridge space and that that's by the way that is the last plug we're given <laughs> bridge space in this episode i feel like uh-huh. i've gone way except, over the quota except for when we record all of our other segments from here and we say live from the bridge space studios well yeah i just meant for today oh okay yeah. i i have a line somewhere uh-huh. somewhere it's like 18 and a half is <laughs> yeah. that it okay so companies like this right organizations like velocity what what role, or I guess really more importantly, how how important do you see that role in 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 that growth? I, I think it's huge. Here's the thing: there, people come to us, at, at, and I like to say it's 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 like a it's like a vertical silo. There's there's plenty places and points of entry. All right, people can come looking for something very basic like. I have this idea, I need to form a business, where do I go for entity formation? All the way to uh, my business is growing, it's scaling up, I can't keep pace, I've tapped out of resources, where can we go for funding? So from our little sleeve within this spectrum, if you will, is to, is to connect. But here, here we sit in, 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 in Lee's Summit in this, this uh, Missouri Innovation Campus and, and what UCM and everything is going on out there. Um, we see, uh, for example, their initiative with their Gigabit Lab that they're uh, coming forth with. We partnered with, uh, with UCM and MIC uh, recently on a, uh, on a grant application. And, uh, and, 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 and our role in that was to help transition those folks who, uh, who are uh, literally uh, uh, developing uh, web applications and, and digital applications for your phone, or whatever it may be, all the, um, the technology aspects of things. And, and those students and or um, uh, just citizens within the community, it will be a community resource, uh, then could come to us uh, for connectivity, and maybe they end up in a co-working facility such as where we are or other places, uh, or maybe they're uh, connected to, to uh, uh, other professionals that, uh, with whom we're dealing with in, uh, as, as far as our service providers. Um, so it, it really is a collaborative spectrum and we see our role as more of the of, of the of the safety net, if you will. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Who should I talk to? Well, we can help point you in the right direction. 
but we have literally physical infrastructure that is ready, willing, able, and 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 uh, from, for example, uh, with the with the MIC Gigabit Lab, uh, to move forward, uh, and 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 that has um, uh, great promise. Back to my point of being an innovation-minded um, uh, community. You kind of mentioned you're kind of a safety net, and, and mm-hmm. that uh, that's a topic that I know that we we've been wanting to get on a little bit, but. Um, what does that what does that safety net that entrepreneurial safety net or support system look like? I mean, including velocity, but beyond velocity in in our community. And maybe where can we find where where have you identified any gaps that right. we need to fill? Right. Well, it goes back to to providing resources, and and oftentimes, uh, to my point, of folks usually uh, approach us with a need. Um, the what it can provide are very literally uh, uh, referrals to competent professionals. What it can mean would be uh, going through our formal mentorship program where uh, where we are uh, tying someone in a, in, a, in a relevant field specific to the person who's being mentored to help them along and coach them. Uh, whether it be the events that we provide on subject matter uh, themes that may have to do with any number of things, you know, digital marketing or scaling your business or how to to get funded. Um, It could be uh, workshops, um, how to write a business plan. Uh, And, you know, and keep in mind that our our little group, we're we're growing too. So we're leveraging uh, big resources within our greater metro as well. So, you know, Casey Sourcelink uh, has, has fabulous um, uh, content, and, and we love working with them. Uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, Kaufman and, and, and the other places within the greater Casey Metro uh, down in the crossroads, there's all sorts of resources, too. So if, if, if it has to do with something beyond the community from a resource standpoint, we feel that over the last several years, as we've been um, building out our own infrastructure within the Velocity framework that we have those uh, that, that full range of contacts for folks who come to us. Well, now's a little bit of time to brag. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I, well, as you look at the other communities and you talked about how we can reach for other resources from surrounding communities in mm-hmm. the metro, what do you – I get. I, do you look at Lee Summit as a leader among those? Are we are are we tracking where we should be as mm-hmm. far as far as helping this this kind of growth and leading that way? You know, it, it, parts of it, I would say, we're beginning to lead. Yes, I think uh, you know, I congratulate uh, you know the, the council and mayor on, on taking a bold step and and providing uh, our group with some. Uh, funding to, to build out this initiative. You know, I, as far as I know, we are uh, the the only of the cities within the within the KC Metro that has a dedicated um, uh, entrepreneurial resource group such as such as ours. Um, but it's really not about us. What to your to the to well, the, and I meant us as a community. Right, right, yeah. So I mean the. the Without question, where people congregate, there is activity. And when there is activity, there's generally collaboration. And we need to continue to foster those resources and places where like-minded people uh, can, can come together. And, you know, whether it's brainstorming or making a connection or, or getting a referral, whatever it may be, to give that, edit, that 
additional edge, that different perspective, that change in circumstance, that pivot in the notion of what they want to do or what they think can happen with their idea. Um, those are all crucial facilitators that, that serve as an enabling force to, um, to you know, bringing these ideas to fruition. And, and, and that's the tough part, you know, that we, we tend to hear, you know, when you read in the paper or, or you know, whatever it may be, uh, that, you know, when, when there's a success story. Yeah, well, this this entrepreneur, you know, three years ago they started with nothing, and now they have 600 employees, and 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 they should be congratulated and and, and certainly celebrated. But the vast majority of folks need help launching. They need help being simply pointed in the right direction. So, so I do think our deficiency to date within our community has been generally a, a, a lack of those collaborative places. And, and forums. It doesn't have to be a building that is dedicated to, uh, to entrepreneurship. It Remember, could, we're not saying the name anymore. Right, in this we, we took away the, <laughs> the plug. But anyway, no, it, it, it can be forums. It can be gatherings. It can be in intentional um, uh, thinking, this, uh, thinking this way from an entrepreneurship stance, standpoint. Yeah. Well, l- let me ask then what – What's not only what's next, but what what is needed next? What are what are what are the holes maybe that need to be filled? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you know we're we're leveraging the the assets of of the community partners. We we they've been uh, very very uh, supportive of of what uh, we we are doing from a velocity standpoint. You know, meaning uh, the chamber and the EDC in downtown and and city, of course. Uh, but what we what we need the voids um, that that I see really have to do with re- with retaining and attracting. I mean, I, I know I mentioned that earlier, but coming back to it is um, we have to be uh, seen as as an innovative minded community, and the more we can trumpet what we're doing and showcase. Um, you know, the events and, and showing up big time for global entrepreneurship next week with several events that we expect to be well attended, um, whether it's uh, partnering with, uh, you know, MIC on these grant funding um, aspects of the Gigabit Labs that invites in the community to, to develop web applications there, um, whether it's just having a community focus that, that understands and appreciates that the, that the risk taker uh, you know, is, is, is generally what is going to accelerate the pace of, of growth um, uh, going forward. So, Well, you, you mentioned Global Entrepreneurship I did. Week. Why yes. don't you tell us about that and, right. and what that does? So uh, Global Entrepreneurship Week is literally a worldwide uh, uh, event, if you will, uh, collective, uh, the third uh, week of uh, November. Uh, each year around the world, there are uh, events that are uh, and and all sorts of uh, programming and resources available for those innovative-minded folks. And and here locally, because of uh, Kaufman's efforts and and certainly Casey Sourcelink and their great sponsorship of these programs, there are literally uh, countless dozens of events that that one could choose from throughout the throughout the metro to go to. So specifically in in Lee Summit, uh, we have two 
uh, on Monday. We have the uh, Art of the Solo Entrepreneur at, uh, at SymbioBiz. Um, that's first thing Monday morning. And then shortly thereafter, uh, here at Bridge, we have... Uh, no, that one's okay. We'll let okay, that okay. one slide. He's yes. got to put a quarter in the swear jar right, now. Right. That is uh, uh, strategically driving innovation. One of our uh, directors on, on our boards, uh, his name's Jeff Danley, and uh, he has basically, uh, uh, he's, he'll, he'll have a three-hour workshop here and uh, really eager to see uh, what, what, what he has to share. Uh, that's on strategic innovation. Uh, Tuesday, our, our friend Dave at Fossil Forge, of course, uh, we're, uh, we will be having an event uh, that's, uh, scaling as a maker. Um, oftentimes, in entrepreneur speak, um, you know, there's a there's a, a maker space, a, a small business owner who who has a product or a service or something uh, offered to uh, you know as a means of business, and and then in, in this case, uh, uh, Dave will be our maker space. Uh, themed event for the week, and he'll be showing us all of what he's doing to scale out his business. It's, of course, just a, a gem of downtown. And then, uh, let's see, uh, actually Tuesday morning, uh, the Chamber is hosting uh, their Breakfast for Champions. It's their annual event and uh, and uh, at the Stanley downtown, and there's a, uh, it's always sold out, a couple hundred plus folks. Uh, they will be hosting uh, uh, in celebration of Glo- Global Entrepreneurship Week. We'll give a little update on on Velocity, but they have an excellent speaker, uh, uh, Josh Rowland, who's very progressive in the uh, in in the space with Lead Bank. And then let's see on Wednesday uh, here. I have to say it at Bridge Space. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, if you're just it's just a location, we're okay with that. <laughs> right. right. That was not an official plug. Yeah, no right. official plugs yet. So, uh, very interesting event on uh, social entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurism. So, you know, oftentimes people find their business uh, a passion uh, within their value set, right? So, uh, whatever that may be, however it may uh, uh, be important to one uh, to, to drive that fulfillment, if you will, a lot of business models are, are rooted in one's value set. And so, this this event here uh, will will be focusing on on social social entrepreneurism and uh, and that can take form in many different ways. Um, but uh, that we'll have a great panel uh, for that one. Uh, so we have four upcoming events and uh, one we're participating in with the chamber. But uh, make no mistake, I mean it, it, any any type of. Uh, uh, startup business or entrepreneur theme content can be found throughout the throughout the city um here uh on gew uh there's probably 50 to 60 events that'll be at the plex pod in westport with our friends at, at kc source link who are, who are uh, hosting those so a lot of good content coming up here next week all right. Well, I appreciate it, Chuck. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for giving us a little bit of a picture of what the entrepreneurial community is here in town and and the role they play and, and, and how we might grow it in the future. And I really want to say thank you for giving Nick things to do next week to give us ideas for the rest of the month. Okay. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for hosting. As always, today's episode is sponsored by our good friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit and Kansas City. 
Budget Blinds is an amazing community partner. They care about what goes on in the community. I apologize. The uh, October, as it turns out, is safety month. Window covering safety month. And they want you to know how to operate and have safe window coverings and other things for your child's safety as they interact with the things in your house. You know what the, the best thing that you can do to be safe with your window coverings, Jason, is also the coolest thing you can do. Get the motorized window coverings and drapery. It's awesome. It's safe. And because they care about more than just window coverings and blinds, they've got a list of other things you can do too. Like make sure if you've got kids around, bolt your furniture to the walls so the dressers don't tip over. Maybe use the safety plug covers. That's a good idea. Yeah, that does keep the knives and forks out of the safety, uh, out of the power cords. And, you know, look, when you leave that out, the kids turn out like Nick and I. And when they don't, they turn out way better. So let's let's go with the covering those. Right. There's probably a few things, Jason, that, that you shouldn't do. Right. You should not leave uh, curling irons, straighteners, hair straighteners, and blow jars in children's reeds. Because, honestly, children's fashion sense is terrible. And they shouldn't be allowed anywhere near that to try to pick out what their hair looks like. So let's just keep that stuff away. Solid idea. Hey, think safety this month. And go visit our friends at Bunch of Blocks. Tell them Jason and Nick safety.